Hello and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free recaps, reviews and recommendations for whatever we read that week. What did we read this week, Ames? We read The Murder of Mr. Wickham by Claudia Gray. Yes, correct. And this was a recommendation. It was a recommendation. Maybe by Tara? Yes. (laughs) Yes, a great this, friend of the podcast. This was a rec- this was a recommendation by Tara from Canada, who is an enthusiastic recommender and an for enthusiastic which we thank listener, her very much um, and, and reader of books too. Enthusiastic really, all yeah. things. Thank you, Tara. Okay, do you want to do the spoiler-free recap, or would you like me to give it a go? Your face is saying you're keen, and now your face has gone weird. I don't know what's happening. You do it. <laughs> so the murder of Mister Wickham is set. In, oh, so important. It's very, it's very important in uh, early eighteen hundreds. Mm-hmm. It's sort of unclear, but it has a lot of. It has pretty much all of the heroes and heroines of all of Austen's novels, and it's set right after whenever Sense and Sensibility happens. Yes, yeah, right after. But Emma and Mister Knightley have been married for like ten years, and the Darcys mm-hmm. have a twenty-year-old son. Yeah, so. Determine what time it's in based on those facts. So the Knightleys... There is a spiel at the start of the book about timelines and that we know when most of the books are set. Yes. And that there was only like one or two that the author has had to make an assumption about to make it all kind of work. Yeah. Yeah. It was like... But there's like North if Hanger if, if that like matters to you deeply, it is addressed in a forward before the story starts. So the Emma and Mr. Knightley are sort of having a house party. Some of the people, they're like, oh, we've just got to invite them because they're, they're definitely related to having us. A house party. Well, it wasn't meant to be as big as it became as it began, but they just had to keep inviting people. And yeah. the people who come to their house for a month's house party are Marianne and Colonel Brandon from Sense and Sensibility, uh-huh. Frederick Wentworth and Anne from Persuasion, Darcy and Elizabeth from Pride and Prejudice who bring their grown-up son, Jonathan. Jonathan. We don't get... Catherine or Mr. Tilney from Northanger Abbey. Instead, we get their daughter, daughter who's about 19, yep, Juliet. Juliet. And then I feel, is that most of them? That's a lot. That's a lot. I think that's about it. Yeah, that feels like the main ones. Yeah. And then we see a little bit of what's-his-face from Emma. Oh, John Knightley, the brother. John Knightley and the other one. Frank Churchill. Thank you. Yeah. So they're basically near the village of Highbury. So the world is the world of Emma and Mr. Knightley, but all of the Austen characters come for this house party through tenuous relationships to each other. And then an unexpected guest turns up. And who is it, Kimberly, based on the title of the book? It's Mr. Wickham. I know. And it's clear that things aren't going well for everyone. Everyone has some sort of like secret and clearly Mr. Wickham is involved in And he's involved in everybody's lives in different ways because obviously he's been around for ages prying on people of... Yes, and Lydia has passed away. Lydia has died. So it's just Wickham who's being mm, not necessarily... I wouldn't say time has improved Mr. Wickham's morality no. or character. And then, dun, dun, dun. There's a storm, which means he can't leave. And because even though he's <laughs> awful and is ruining the lives of many of the people present, you can't turn a man out in a storm. It's just not done. <laughs> That's an actual line. That's an actual line. <laughs> so and, like, okay. and then he dies. And clearly... And everybody, yeah, and everybody has a reason to kill him. And essentially Juliet and Jonathan investigate the murder and 
Frank Churchill is the magistrate, so yeah. he's in charge of it too. And That's as it. it's Secrets a are mystery, yeah. there's no point telling you anymore no. because that would just be retelling the book. Correct. You proud of me for realising that? You did really well. Okay, so this means the you naming of everyone first. was a bit long, but overall that was well. A really I feel good that's job. important yeah. to our well, reviews and okay. recommendations. So okay. go. How did you feel? So I get to go first. Very excited. I think we should. I think I would preface this by saying that for people who are long-term listeners of the podcast, this will not be a surprise to you at all. But in case this is your first episode, welcome. Thank you for joining us. I am not an Austin fan. And it's, it's a controversial statement. I know. <laughs> and it's not that I don't enjoy her stories or her characters, because for the most part, love I do. love a watch of the films. I do, but I do not enjoy her writing style, which means I have not read all of her books at all. Like, I've read pri- half of Pride and Prejudice four times have and then have stopped. Have you seen all of them? No. Ah, uh, okay. So this is the thing. I tried to watch a version, like, I really enjoy Emma, and I really, and I've seen all the versions of that. I really enjoy Pride and Prejudice. I've seen all the versions of that. I, Even the 1940s where it's Olivier one, because I made you watch that. Yeah. yeah. I don't mind North Northanger Abbey. Yep, I've seen that, yeah. and I enjoyed the movie adaptation of that. I actually have not seen a version of Sense and Sensibility all the way through. I don't like anybody, and I have trouble kind of, like, buying in. Yep. I think you've tried to get me to watch Persuasion a couple of times, and, again, as a source of much tension between the two of us, didn't super love that one either. Mm-hmm. So... When so the first part of this book I found painfully slow because I didn't it was kind of making it was making references to all the other books and all the other characters and kind of getting you up to date on what had been happening with them. Yeah. And it made enough references that I was able to go, Oh yeah, that's the couple from Sense and Sensibility. Oh, yep, that's the couple from whatever. But I didn't know enough to care. So it spends quite a lot of time setting up those relationships and filling you in. That having been said, I imagine if you are a fan of the books and have read all of Austen or seen, even if you're like, I've just seen all the movies and I loved all the adaptations, whatever, you would probably quite enjoy that section of the book. But because I'm not that person, I felt that that dragged. I thoroughly enjoyed Jonathan and Juliet. So we are mostly with Jonathan mm. and Juliet, and it's about them well, once kind the beginning, of, once the murder happens, we're with Jonathan. Oh, and Juliet. once we're with yeah, once the murders happen, we're only with them. So once we kind of left the others to their own devices, because it was all that generation, the older generation from the original books, it was them who had all the motives to kill Mister Wickham. So after that, you then only kind of stay with Jonathan and Juliet, which solves the unreliable narrator or whatever kind of problem. So I really liked them as characters. Mm. And I, even though it was slow to start, I actually quite enjoyed the book overall. And I think Juliet and Jonathan are why I really enjoyed Mm. the book. Their dynamic is really lovely. I really enjoyed getting to kind of look at Darcy's social awkwardness through Jonathan, through the next generation, through and using a much more modern lens to look at the way he is and the way um, he kind of behaves and why he kind of doesn't enjoy social situations. So that was really lovely. And the interaction between Juliet and Jonathan 
Jonathan was very, very sweet. Very sweet. They were good, like they were proper friends. They seemed to get each other. I really enjoyed them. The investigation was good and the who did it and why might they have done it and blah, blah, blah was all good as well. Like, so obviously all the couples come with, you know, their own kind of secrets and stuff going on. And so that was really good all the way through as well. Mm-hmm. I also, I will say that, so my only kind of big criticism then, apart from the fact that that whole setup bit at the start, I found a bit tedious. I also think it went for too long. Like it was mm. too long. We know Wickham's going to die. The book is called The Murder of Mr. Wickham. So I was, I wanted that to happen within three chapters and it didn't. It oh, was no, more it was like, like seven. <laughs> somewhere between seven and ten chapters. So I would say that took too long and I didn't enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed seeing Emma and Knightley and Knightley and how that that's kind of grown and changed. That was nice. It was lovely that there weren't too many new characters because you'd brought back this huge old cast, like, because you wanted to kind of touch on so many of these kind of legacy characters. It was nice that they didn't then introduce all of them having offspring. So it was mm-hmm. just Juliet and it was just Jonathan. And yeah. I really liked that. That was, it was managed really well. Well, they had offspring, but they were the only two invited to the house. That's party. right. Everybody else was out and about. And I think Juliet is tenuously related to the Knightleys or something. That's why she's there. They, it all gets explained, yeah. but I was like, I don't really care. I was satisfied with the ending. Mm-hmm. Obviously, massively spoiler free. So, apart from saying I was really satisfied with the way it ended, but I was disappointed with the crime and the motive for the crime. It was a little bit of an eye roll moment, I thought. Um, but really, the only way it could have gone, like it ended the way it had to end, given, given the, the book that it cast. was and all that was going on. Yep. So, really, you couldn't have it end any other way. But I was still a bit like, yeah, eh, okay. But in the end, I didn't really mind. So, I guess I would say. I think it was slow. It was a bit slow for me, but fine. And once the murder happened and it got going, it was much faster. I won't read it again, but I would recommend it. Okay, I think it's worth a go. I'm I'm not sad I read it. I thought it was a good read. I thought it was a good adaptation, or not adaptation, but continuation, you know, those kind of like taking characters and making something else with them. I don't think I'll ever have the need to read it again, but I'm glad I read it. I thought it was good. See, this is the thing you don't like about George at Hayer Mysteries, is it takes like half the book before the murder actually happens. Yeah. And we compare it to like Brunswick Street Blues where there's a dead body on page one. Which I really And that just means it goes clackety clackety boom 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 and the pacing and then you can go back and forth in time and that's fine it just means the pace flows a bit but it started it's like um there are board games we're playing a board game at the moment called betrayal and like the haunt starts but it takes like we played the other night for like two and a half hours before the actual haunt part of the game started and you don't do it you don't have an you don't even have a goal until the haunt starts. That's how I felt. I was like, the purpose of a murder mystery is for me to try and work out who did it and why. Yeah. So if the murder mystery doesn't even start until two thirds of the way into the book, I feel like I've waited a long time in line before I get to the event that I actually want to do. I was called the mystery of Mr. Wickham. And then Mm. we might've been like, I wonder what the mystery is. Is he going to get killed? (laughs) So I agree with you that it was it was a bit slow, and I was a, interested to get your opinion because well, you're so much more an Austenite than so I. So I've am. read and watched all of them mm, but, multiple times in many yeah, iterations, well, and there's some that I like better than others. So I 
I really enjoyed that we were looking at the world through the kids' eyes. Me too. And I really enjoyed the premise. I love Austin's world. Yeah. And I'm always up for an extension of it. And there were some really engaging characters. Like, I loved the Nightlies. I always am in for extensions of the world of the Darcys. Yeah. I, you know, really like the ridiculous sort of Northanger Abbey. And I'm a big fan of Persuasion. Who were the people from Persuasion? Captain Wentworth and Anne. All right. (laughs) I cannot stand Fanny Bertram and Edmund Bertram from Mansfield Park. Park. Cannot stand them. They were annoying in this And I will confess to going like, oh, and skipping a lot of their bits because I find Edmund Bertram so tedious. Also, I've never been able to move past the fact that they're actually cousins and I find that real creepy. Yeah, me too. Um, and also they were kind of raised together, weren't they? Yeah, like brotherly <laughs> sisters. It's just bleh. It's like we were brother, sisters, cousins, and then we decided that so, we should bow chickity-wow-wow. Yeah, no. And I also, I just didn't like him as a character. No, I don't think I've ever seen Mansfield Park, but I did enjoy it. No, it's very... No, thank you. And Sense and Sensibility, I don't like because like you I don't really like many of the characters which probably is the point I like Patrick Doyle's score of the Ang Lee film and that's probably the best part of it so I didn't really care about Marianne and Colonel Brandon yeah me neither so I felt that the world was too big and I would have been much more satisfied with the snappiest story that would have resulted if you just had a couple of the Austin characters Mm -hmm. she didn't I didn't think it needed to be all of them, because then we spent so much time in reacquainting with their backstories and getting into it. And And then it was a lot of time revealing what each couple's secret was and what their dynamic was. And so it took, it was was not a short, well, it wasn't super long, but it was not a short book. And I kept comparing it in my mind because I've read a lot of like Austin spinoffs. There's a series by Carrie Bebris where it's Darcy and Elizabeth quite soon after marriage and there's like is that sen- suspense comes- and sensibility yeah, and right. they go to each of those people's houses in turn yeah so you just have the one other Austin world yeah rather than all of them aligning and that's just easier to follow and pacier so yeah I thought there were too many characters and it got a bit fatiguing how many characters there were which bogged it down. I feel and like made it, it feel slow at the beginning. It made it much harder for me since I also couldn't keep them straight in my head because I was like, I don't know who you. Yeah, and I are. forgot about the Bertrams even being in it because I found them so boring. The twists and turns weren't too complex. I was able to sit there and go, I reckon it's going to be. I reckon that this Cute. is why. So it was pretty clear on from the beginning who done it, which made me feel good because I find it difficult to pick it. And I agree with you, Juliet and Jonathan were great characters and I wanted more of them. Me too. I was I almost kind of yeah. I wanted I more have... of them and less of the others. Yes. And I'd read it I'd read a Juliet and Jonathan solve more murder mysteries. Well spin-off. that's clearly where this is going. Like that clearly would be great, right? the whole thing is set up because it's sort of the when way was it, it ends. Out, though? Two years ago? A couple of years ago I think. Have we Googled whether there's another one coming? No. Hmm. But clearly this is the opening book, and then they're going to have Juliet go to different house parties within yeah, the same and, world, yeah. and Jonathan will be there, and they're going to solve another mystery. So I will read the next ones if they happen, because I liked Juliet and Jonathan, and they worked really well together as, like, a little team of – it was nice that they were friends, that they weren't just bickering the whole I time. I liked that too. That was yeah. really nice. And and Jonathan was like, oh, all right, there's a young lady at this house party. Clearly I'm getting set up. Uh. And oh, Julia, my gosh. But they sort of worked through that. It wasn't like this 
Well, they are, won't they? It was, we're here to solve this mystery. We want to solve also, this mystery. Also, they'd only just met, which I also appreciate because it's so, we're actually just talking about this today. I'm, I'm never a fan of the trope of like, we just met, it's been a week, something tumultuous has happened, we're in love now. And I'm always like, you don't even know each other. Maybe they're annoying. Maybe when you don't have a murder mystery to talk about, you have nothing to talk about. Did you ever think about that? Maybe you should just go and have a cup of tea together. But I liked that that's where it was because yes, they no, were both yes. like conscious that, Absolutely. oh, you know, he's an eligible bachelor and here we are and as the only young people together. Yes. But it didn't go that way. And I thought that was really well handled. So I don't think can my, I, my wrap up, or do okay. you want to? Can I interject and tell you that there is a sequel and we are correct. It is the opening book of. A series of yeah. Juliet and Jonathan being right. detectives. What's the second one book called? It's called Willoughby. And is it? Oh, It's the suspenseful right. sequel to The Murder of Mr. Wickham, which sees Jonathan Darcy and Juliet Tilney reunited with another mystery to solve. So the I wonder. poisoning of the scoundrel Willoughby's new wife. I wonder, dear listeners, whose house John, uh, Juliet's getting invited to if the next book is called Willoughby, who is a character in Sense and Sensibility. Oh, okay, right. right. So... I'll read that book. I yeah, will. me too. I will definitely read but that But I book won't too. reread this one. Agreed. Well, I you know, I reread pretty much anything, to be honest. But I will yeah. I will start this book at chapter ten. Yeah, me too. I, I won't will start reread at the, the beginning. Of Mr. Wickham, and I think I will pretty much just skip through like if there's a section where it has the adults, I'll just be like now skip what there's more Juliet and Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> I'd even do that thing in the ebook where you can search by name. You just search and go, yeah. <laughs> um, so I agree. it's, I think. But I would recommend it. I would yeah. still recommend it. Like, I go out and read it. If you like Austin, I think you'll enjoy yes. You'll enjoy the world. I'm always up for an Austin extension, and it's exciting that you – because we, uh, we're so, like, committed to the independence of Miss Mary Bennett as a, like, ideal Austin extension. I still think the independence of Miss Mary Bennett is my favourite Austin extension world. But – and I think what will – because it was about Mary Bennett, whereas this is an extension of that world – but it's actually about Jonathan and Juliet. Yes, but in this so book... So I think that's kind of cheating is my point. I think it falls into a different category. But for a long time it was about, like, everyone. Oh, and I think all of the books will be very much about everyone. Is everyone coming to a house party? I, oh, I don't want that to happen. I don't, I don't want, want, that want to all either. the adults no, at neither all do I. of the houses. No, no, no. no, no because no. that will get old really quickly. Yes. I could have a couple of the other children pop along to this one and their some... parents not come the way Juliet did. I could do that. Yeah, or, like, one parent. One other couple I could tolerate. So it was just, my sum is I'd recommend it, but the world was too busy and too jam-packed and it was fatiguing. Fair enough. But I enjoyed The Youngins and I'd read more of it. So You will have that opportunity. It's on pre-order now. (laughs) Yes, I would recommend, but uh, it's trash in that I will never read it again. All right. Hmm. Well. That's it. Thank you very much for joining us and spending a little bit of your time with us this week. Join us again next week. We'll bring you more spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and recommendations for whatever we read. And until then, happy happy reading! And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's 
at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? <laughs> and with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.